1: Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com.
0: Hi, I'm Dan, Arsenal fan. You can get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits.
2: Yeah, hello, I'm Jake. I'm a Newcastle fan. You can get my stuff on EPL Index or Dutch football, or you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two ends.
1: All right, thanks so much for joining us, guys. And to our listeners, I'm doing this over a phone headset, so if it sounds a little bit less awesome than usual, that is why. But with that out of the way, we will head into making the rounds, where we'll each discuss the things that have been happening at our clubs this week. We'll start off with Dan. Were you very disappointed by the result today?
0: Um, At this point, most Arsenal fans are kind of apathetic. We are still thinking we're going to, like... I don't even know if people care about top four at this point. Um, they should, but I'm not sure if they do because you know lots of people are stupid. But um, yeah, I'm pretty confident we'll get top four. But the result itself was not great. Um, the game was really, really boring. Um, it's just been a pattern for us for the last couple of weeks, which is a shame. But yeah, it was there was a nothing game. There's not much to say on it. Um, earlier in the technically last week. I'm not used to playing on Thursdays, so I don't know how to refer to, to refer to it as, but um, we beat West Brom 2-0. Europa nil. League? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we beat West Brom 2-0, scored our first two shots from outside the box in 2016 after everyone was, ta- well, in the Premier League at least, after, you know, that whole stat was going around and everyone was freaking out about it because, I don't know, it's on purpose so we don't score from outside the box and I'm more than okay with it, but um. Yeah, and then um, the big thing about around Arsenal Twitter really like no one cares about the season now it's done. Um, almost uh, the big thing is everyone is pissed off that Mesut Ozil didn't get in the team in the season because he should have gotten the team in the season. Um, yeah, so on the last podcast where people actually discussed it, Jake said. Something for me said, I said that he'd had the best creative season season on record, and I'll just give a little bit of context to that because it's what I do. But, um, Mm. Ozil has since okay, Optus started recording statistics for in 2009 2010, so since then, Ozil has the best assists per 90 just over Fabregas from last season, he has the best chances created per 90 with I think it 4.2, I think it is still. Yeah, 4.3 4. really, 4.28, which is nearly point three over the second place, which is Cesc Fabregas back in 2009-2010. He has the most, if you've listened to us before, you know me, I love expected goals, expected assists, which is essentially just measuring how good a chance to create is. He is well in the lead for that. He has, without including today, 12 expected assists on the dot. The next is... Paie with 7.74, less than two thirds of the amount of his. Uh, he's just been phenomenal. And as good as Deli Ali has been, I just, I I cannot even, I white girl cannot even, that he got in over Brazil. <laughs> and I know I'm just going to come off as a bitter Arsenal fan, but you know what? Ozil's genuinely been ha- having a historic season. The fact that he can't get in in a mid, and really he has four places to play. We can take out Mara, as we say, he's Three places to get in and he can't get in it's just it's it's a farce to me but um yeah yeah I'm and, sure and i'll excuse it because better,
1: to not just sound like an arsenal fan as a spurs fan i thought he probably should have been in as, as people that listen to the thursday show will know um obviously uh, he's been punished a bit for Giroud's failings as well because as soon as he dipped then a lot of uxle's counting stats dipped as well which obviously didn't particularly help his case um We've heard from a few people now about what they think about Wenger. Do you think Arsene Wenger should be the manager of Arsenal Football Club next season?
0: Um, I. This is my stance on it. Basically, I'm open to a new manager if there's a better manager out there, but I don't think there is at the moment. The options are pretty terrible. If you look at it, um, Simeone, everyone throws him around. Yeah, he'd be great, but he's not leaving Atletico. If money was a problem, he'd be at Chelsea right now. And even... As great a coach as he is, and I, and I would still, if he was available, I'd still take him. But that doesn't even take into account the fact that I'd we'd have to completely revamp the squad. Um, as far as managers out there, I, there aren't very many, really. Like, name a manager that is a legitimate upgrade over Arsene Wenger right now. It's it's difficult. That That's available. VS Boas. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Um, uh, and then, like, you'll hear suggestions. It doesn't matter now for this one because uh, PSG's owners just said he's staying, but Laurent Blanc, like that's not an upgrade, that's a downgrade. Um, but all these names getting thrown around, they're either unrealistic or they're not going to happen. Or they're unrealistic or they're not an upgrade. So I would be open to a change of manager if we could find a one that is better than Arsene Wenger is right now, but I don't think there is one, so I think he should stay as manager.
2: What, what about Benitez? If he became available, would he not be good enough? I don't rate Benitez that highly. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I
0: really don't. He's failed at every job since Liverpool except this Newcastle one. And even then, it might still be a failure. We don't know yet. And I'm not counting the Chelsea one, because that was interim. He was there for six months. Uh, mm. But he failed at Inter Milan. He failed at Real Madrid. He... There was one more. Napoli. He failed at Napoli based on their objectives and the amount of money he spent. He failed. I don't rate Benitez that highly, to be honest.
1: Fair enough. Alright, well, Jake, you must be fairly pleased after your comeback draw against Liverpool.
2: Yeah, it was a uh... Well, it's a good result on the, in the context of sort of, you know, w- what what we're expecting. I mean, Liverpool are near the top of the form table, if not top, uh, top of the form table. And I don't believe many teams have taken points from Liverpool and Underclub. So, you know, to get a point, especially from being 2-0 down, is, is a really good result. But then again, points at this stage might not be enough, especially as sort of Arsenal didn't do us any favours by uh you know suddenly getting another point and keeping up their momentum and they're definitely the form team heading into the running which is a worry but um yeah our game is a poor first half it's sort of typical of our away performances all season we've been sort of lack of commitment we've made silly errors and we often uh lose goals early when we play away from home as we did storage going within two minutes really didn't help things um the second half was a lot better i feel um bringing of on sort of changed things. I don't think he played well himself, but I think it changed the sort of tactics and that, that helped us. I don't think Perez was very good in the first half at all. Um, Cissé's goal was probably was crucial. I think if we didn't score earlier that second half, it, we, we could have lost three or four nil. That sort of gave us some momentum when we got on got the second goal. And from there, I thought we were going to go on and win it, but then it just, it just wasn't to be. I mean, these two points against City, Liverpool, massive points they keep us in touch and distance, but... Or will they be enough at the end of the season? I think we, you know, maybe sh- could needed to win one of these games and we didn't. Um, ra- yeah, Rafa, um, going back to Benitez, uh, he's, he's having an influence, but it's just, it just pains me. I, I've said it time and time again. It pains me. It took us so long to get him in. I think if we'd have got him in after the Chelsea game, we, we definitely would have stayed up. And that's just, that's just going to like haunt me if we go down for like the rest of my life that that, that didn't happen. Um, two spots to stay. Up. If there was two, I, I was thinking this earlier, if there's two spots to stay, up, I'd, I'd back both Newcastle and Sutherland. But I just think Sutherland are the form team. They, they. I've not seen them pay, play badly in in over two or three months. I think they've been really, really good. I think they were unlucky today. I think they could, could have possibly won the game. I think they were unlucky in the derby. I think they were unlucky in Southampton. They're getting these points and they pro- probably should be getting more. And they're running, they're playing two of the teams that are. Bottom the form table in Everton and Watford, you'd back them to get six points out of those two matches. So I, th- I think we haven't done enough. I think we need to win our last three matches to stay up. I just don't, can't see that happening, but you know we, we, we've got a chance. That's all we can ask for.
1: Yeah, we, we spoke very recently as you were on the <laughs> Thursday show. Um, what do you take take from these moral victories? Is, is it making you feel any better about next year, regardless, or, or even though they're good results? Against the bigger teams, like you said, is it just not enough?
2: Well, obviously, I'm sort of getting like a um, sort of getting a moral victory out of these points. I think it's shown that the squad's making progress under Benitez. I think it gives us a lot of confidence going into the last three games, which we need. But yeah, they it, it just might not be enough at the end of the day. I think we've left ourselves too much to do. I think we need to beat Palace and Villa in the next two games, and they're two very winnable matches. That, Especially now Palace will have an eye on the FA Cup final. I think that that result was a big boost for us. I think, um, yeah, if we win those two matches, I think we'll go into the final day with a chance. And, you know, Spurs at home, you might not be in the title race at that time. And then hopefully not. And then we can, you know, play a team that has nothing to play for, get Mm. three points to stay up. And just scoring the winner. I said it. Uh, I can just see it happening now. <laughs> we've been talking about. It, we've been joking about it for. <laughs> we've been joking times. about it since like late November. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's going to happen. And it's. Uh, but yeah, if we, if we stay up, I think we're going to become a really good uh, side under. But he is. He's. You can see the sort of effect he's having. I think. I think he he works better with a, a club sort of lesser sort of outside the top ranks. Like when he took over at Liverpool, they were sort of in the top four, but they weren't doing much. I think obviously we're even lower, than that, but I, I think if he did, st- if we do stay up and he does stay, I think we'll. Um, I think this could be the best chapter in his career. I think he could really make us into a really uh, top six side consistently because he'll have money to spend. That's already come out um, in the last few days that there will be money to spend if, if we do stay up. So I think yeah, it's, it's exciting times ahead if we stay up, and there's, there's that massive if that's been around for for months. If we stay up, I think there's exciting times ahead. But at the moment, I still think Sunderland are favourites.
1: Fair enough. Um, for Tottenham, there's really not that much uh, to discuss as we have not played yet. Also, it was on on Thursday. Um, kind of the big news, if you want to call it that, is that the Tottenham players won't be at the PFA awards tonight, or are not currently. Uh, as you know, we have a match tomorrow against West Brom, which is a huge one. Uh, mathematically, things have become uh, very interesting as Arsenal and City were eliminated from. Uh, contention for the Premier League title, although Arsenal could still catch us with some of their easier fixtures if we don't keep our foot on the pedal. So hopefully, uh, soon after you're listening to this, Tottenham can go out and get a result against a a very tough, uh, sometimes, (laughs) West Bromwich, Alvy inside uh, under Tony Peele. Sometimes they just kind of roll over, but uh, they can be very tough on their day. Uh, Nothing else really happening. There's no player stuff. I mentioned last week the, the Crane, I don't know if I actually mentioned it on air. So uh, they've started building the massive cranes to help build the new stadium. Uh, and they were recently painted Tottenham colors. And that pleases me far more than it should. Uh, one of those, the little things makes you happy moments. Um, and in other stadium news, Tottenham have asked about using Wembley uh, for Champions League matches next season, which I personally wouldn't enjoy as I was really looking forward to, to getting to watch some Champions League football uh, at White Hart Lane in person. But um, the, the contention is that we could accelerate our building plans by tearing down one of the stands early to, to start the foundation and everything for the new stadium, which means we could definitely make the opening day 2018 timetable as opposed to the previous plan, which uh, Wembley and the FA were a little hesitant on, which was we were trying to get a few overflow matches at the start of the 18-19 season uh, in case we weren't finished in time and they were not fans of that. So we're trying to shift it Um, So if we can play Champions League matches there, then uh, we will be able to uh, start construction earlier on the new stadium. So a lot of things developing, no firm answers yet on either side, just a whole lot of trying to figure out the best deal for all parties involved. The reason why the 2018 season wouldn't work is because that's when Chelsea wanted to use Wembley during their stadium build, or, or so we're being told, so... Uh, hopefully we can all sort that out. I think I agree with all Spurs fans when I say Wembley for the 17-18 season is awesome. But I think it would diminish some of the uh, atmosphere. Well, and literally, because of the seats that would be missing, it would be down to about 30,000 seats. But uh, I, I think it would be great to have White Hart Lane fully intact for this Champions League run that we're about to go on and, and for the last time at that stadium. All right, and I suppose the other big Tottenham news is that at time of recording, it looks like Della Ali has one Young Player of the Year, as reportedly leaked by Tottenham Hotspur, uh, which is exactly what you always want to see. Um, from my perspective, I always felt like he, him winning would be in the spirit of the award, that Kane was very deserving to win something, but with Ali being younger and it kind of being viewed as a rookie of the year kind of thing, not to Americanize it too much, but there you go. I think Ali is a great choice, loads of goals and assists, and some absolutely brilliant moments, the goal against Crystal Palace really leaps to mind and his playoff season has been tremendous people are having a very difficult time actually shutting him down what do you guys as non-spurs fans think about del ali reportedly having one young player of the year
0: uh, i said it word for word but i thought he should have won it in the spirit of the award um and i think it's absolutely fine he's been really really good as much as i have it's been weird because i've had to slay him a bit because he won over Ozil. but i think he's genuinely been fantastic for spurs he's been he's very good Fun to watch. Scores good goals, assists goals. He's megs a lot of people, uh, as Kevin will have told you a million times. Um, he do- yeah, he no. Does. He...
1: And he said his favorite nutmeg of the year was Luka Modric in a non-competitive match at the beginning of the year.
0: <laughs> uh, That's well, called
1: journalism,
0: <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's very good. He deserves it, and yeah, he's probably not. He's probably not been the best player in the candidate list because, like, let's be real, Harry Kane's been better than him. But, again, he deserves it in the spirit of the award, and so it's absolutely fine that he won it. Do you agree
1: with that, Jake? Do you think somebody else potentially should have been up for it?
2: Um, no, I, I think that, you know, I think they should maybe change the award.
1: Because they should I don't absolutely think... change yeah. the
2: award. Because Young, young Player ridiculous. of the Year Yeah, Young Player of the Year sort of... You have players like Kane in there, but I did not think he, I, I think it should be players in their first full season. First in the season, so yeah, rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah. let's do it. But but then do, do you do it so that like um maybe like a thirty year old coming into the league can win it, or like Piatt could have won it, or we do it just so they have to be young players. Interesting.
0: First season at a top division, or like the like the Premier League, league or if you haven't played in another top league. Maybe. So yeah. like if you'd played in League Two before, but you, then you came to the Premier League, like Mahrez, per se, you could still win it, but not if you played in League One or Serie A, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Or should the cap yeah. be lower than 24?
0: That would also so That work. leaves a
1: lot of leeway, because I haven't bragged about this yet, but Tottenham uh, have won now four Young Player of the Year awards in a row. In the year we didn't win it, Bale won Player of the Year, with Will Steer winning Young Player of the Year. So, so should that be... Maybe the, the age be lower because there were loads of great. Like, if you just did under twenty, you still have like fosu Menzo who didn't do a whole season, but he's been playing well. You already have Ali, and and yourself shout for that, or, or do you think the age isn't the problem? That it is just it should be first season
0: that's the most impressive. I think the age would help. Uh, I, I, I think it'd help a lot. Yeah, I,
2: I think you need, you need to decrease. I think you need to decrease the age. Maybe 21.
0: 24 twenty-four isn't young. Twenty-four,
2: twenty-one's yeah. like... a
1: good shout because then it's U twenty-one, and that's actually yeah. already a thing in yeah. football. Yeah. So yeah, yeah cause, why
0: not? Because like twenty four is like a year or two away from your peak if you're a striker.
2: <laughs> like,
0: it, it's <laughs> yeah, just not so young at that point. Right.
2: Yeah, but like, if you look at look at the other people who are like in for the award, you had Kane, you had Coutinho, Lukaku, Barkley, and Butland. Like all of them except Butland have had like been in the Premier League for a couple of years. Multiple now.
0: Multiple years. Even yeah, Butland's been there; he just hasn't played. Yeah, yeah. So you
2: know. I, mean, yeah, it's I think like,
0: Lukaku's been a thing since, well, he's been at Chelsea since like 11, 12, and he's been playing consistently since like 12, 13.
2: Yeah, it feels like yeah, Martins has th- been around
1: for three years already, it feels like Coutinho's been around for ages.
0: Coutinho's been around uh, like six months less than Lukaku, it's like... Interesting, really. And well, he's, he, since Lukaku started playing, he wasn't in there, he was, came oh, in the, right, right, what was it, January 2013? So I'm starting Lukaku at when he went on loan to West Brom, not when he was bought by Chelsea. Oh,
1: he was so
2: good at Albion as well. He was so good.
1: I, I honestly forgot that that happened.
2: You see, that, that was the time for him to win Young Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that, it was was the okay. like time.
1: What not, if it was just Breakout Player of the Year?
2: That yeah. You, you've just overachieved
1: be, what people expected.
0: Yeah, I, it'd be a gray area in terms of, you know, what you can say overachieved and shit, but it'd be better than it is now. Yeah, but, at the moment, it
2: just doesn't really would work. Would we anymore. be
1: able but, to make it worse? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, Ali has been really good this season. I mean, he's the only one there that sort of fits the story. So, he has the story behind him. He's come from League One. He's, um, I think he's on course to, like, get 10 goals, 10 assists for the season, which, you know, there's a Sort of figures yeah. that Gerrard and Lampard used to get consistently, and that is just incredible for a sort of 19 year old doing his first season in the top flight. So, I think, yeah, he's a, he deserves the award. Hopefully, he, he pushes on from there as, as, an, as an Englishman. I hope he does because I think he has the potential to go on and play for sort of like a Barcelona Real Madrid in the future, which is really exciting because we haven't really produced that many players recently. So, yeah, I, I think he mm-hmm. deserves the award. He's played really well, he, he's exceeded all expectations. I mean, it was, there was talk of him being loaned out at the start of the season, wasn't there? So, yeah. He was supposed yeah, to because so,
1: Bentaleb was supposed to play there. Whoops.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he's—he's, he's, you know, he's overtaken all these players at Tottenham that were, you know, ahead of him in the and all They—they were expected to like push on this season. Like Bentaleb was expected to have a big year.
1: Mason you know, was supposed to have developed. We've had Tom Carroll yeah. for ages. Dyer wasn't uh, supposed to be uh, a midfielder. Dyer and Ali got into this team. If, if all—if like,
0: all of the loans that were supposed to happen happened at Tottenham, you guys would be seventh. <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's for real it really is it would have At been Le a Le
0: very Mea, different story Ali, um, not really dire but oh, I'm yeah lamella count. and debele De were building.
1: supposed to be sold just outright lamella was in marseille
0: be... on like deadline day and then yeah Potch, like ah oh, i
1: said no god as, as i, 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 like, will, like, I love probably. everything about that that levy bothered asking poch poch said no and levy was like yeah all right
2: i think the most impressive thing about ali though is how he's forced erickson out of position well like. Like, how he did it for, like, the middle of the campaign. Like, yeah. is like was, like, to- like at the start of the season, I'd say he was, like, Tottenham's, you know, best player. And he's been pushed yeah. out of position for a 19-year-old who's barely played in the Premier League. I think that's so yeah. impressive. it just, just yeah, shows how it, he settled in.
1: Yeah, and now that we're kind of nearing the end of this year's race, it's crazy to look back and realize that his first goal for Tottenham, his first Premier League goal, was a diving header against would-be champions Leicester. That's... <laughs> incredible, because at the time it was like, oh, that was cool, and now it's Della Ali, Young Player of the Year versus Leicester, and unless something magical happens, Premier League champions, and then Mahrez got the equalizer in that match, by the way, a very late equalizer, just this like a very a late header Hoop had. Yeah.
0: This is such a weird sentence. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, things, things could have been very, very different this year, but uh, I was actually talking to uh, Steve, who's been on this show before, not Boniface, uh, Magookin, the Spurs slash Northern Ireland guy that we have on. Uh, from time to time, and I was mentioning, uh, you know, Leicester and how we dropped points against them, and and his point was, if Leicester were less good than they were, then all of the bigger clubs would have had more points, except for Arsenal, because didn't you beat them twice? Yeah, except for us.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so you guys,
1: you you guys just We have two, uh,
0: we are two out of the three losses, the other one's Liverpool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on what was it, Boxing Day? Yeah,
1: we uh, we really let ourselves down there, but...
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, and then no, that was the day where the refs just for, didn't realize how the offsides rule works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. The were, time where the goalkeeper was up, and, every, and then there were like four Liverpool players offsides, and the linesman didn't call any of them because yeah. there was a defender back, but not the goalkeeper. It's not even it, the
1: worst offsides call that I've seen, because uh, there was one with Jan Vertonghen. It might have actually been against Albion. Now that I'm thinking about it. And he was in our own half behind all of the defenders.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and they called him off, and we were just like,
0: what? what?
1: And he scored a second one that took a deflection. So he won man of the match because he had scored two goals, and then by Wednesday he had zero. It was a, <laughs> it was a very, very rough week for one Jan Vertongen. Alright, and as for Player of the Year, we're still waiting on official confirmation, but there are a lot of people talking about it already, the, the rumor being that Riyad Mahrez has won Player of the Year. Your initial thoughts, guys?
0: Um, He deserves it. He's been the best player on the best team. That is what this award essentially is. Um, Well, sometimes. Uh, it has been the last two years now. Yeah, that's like the whole MVP debate. Yeah. Is he the best uh,
1: player or I, the most impactful I was like, it's player. the best player
0: on the best team, but I'm like, Bale won it, <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> so you're conceding. That wasn't even a purpose that wasn't even a purposeful shot. I was 13. <laughs> just,
0: yeah. <laughs> basically. Right. In their own way. Um yeah. Uh and Mars has been very, very good. He's scored a lot of goals, he's assisted a lot of goals. He's just He's been has been very good. Uh he has what, thirteen non penalty goals and eleven assists. Um he's Ben Lester's most... I'm not sure he's been their most important player. He's definitely been their most fun, and in my opinion, their best. Um, yeah, no, he it's totally okay if he gets it. He probably deserves it more than anyone else. Kane's probably the most hard done by, but no, yeah, Mars is probably going to... His team, like you said, barring a uh, a miracle or disaster, depending or on... Or tragedy
1: for you guys. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: It's a no win for us to be honest. I don't really like Lester, but um, yeah, yeah that, that's no. like
1: why for me. I just think it should be at the end of the season. I know you lose some of the clout. It as should and so Harry be day. at the We're end. Of the Thursday, it's ridiculous, but, but it's
0: not. It's completely insane. Cause, cause
1: yeah, that's what I was saying. Is what if Kane wins golden boot and we sneak the title, and then we have to look back? And while well, Mars had a great season, then you're like, well, Kane put them through. But that's what's happened to Aguero. Agüero's won golden boot. Agüero's won Premier League titles. He's not even been in team of the year.
0: <laughs> that is that is as big a farce as I'm still not getting in this year. But he's never been in it. He's been the best player for at least two or three seasons.
1: Yeah, I, I'm traveling, so I don't have the list in front of me. I really wish I did. But if you look through every year, though, if you rem- if you like put your mindset to those years, you're like, well, well, okay. Like, there's no year where it's outrageous. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Each year he lost, people were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, it was a really good film." And then eventually, it just became ridiculous that he'd never won one, but individual years it made sense.
0: Uh, yeah, that is actually a very good comparison. Um, <laughs> He's said, just I've... gonna
1: get a lifetime achievement award <laughs> at the end of
0: it. All right, I've pulled up the Player of the Years eleven, twelve. His first season was Van Persie and Rooney. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. Um, but, um. 12-13, Suarez and Van Persie. Yep. 13-14 uh, was Sturridge, which he was and, very, and very Suarez. good. And Sturridge and Suarez, you yeah. can make a case for dropping one of them, even though Sturridge, he's the only... He and Chiro Mobley are the only players not at Chelsea, City, Barcelona, or Real Madrid to score 20 non-penalty goals in the season. Interesting. In the last and him
1: and Suarez both at 20-plus. A couple right? of years,
0: yeah, because yeah, Suarez yeah. is now at Barcelona. But, um... Then for, what are we on? Then for last year, it was Costa and Kane. Yeah. Make an argument for Kane, maybe. But the yeah, none funny of really, thing
1: is, the funny Jesus, thing but... about Costa winning it is he was on the other side of that narrative. He was the best yeah. forward on a team about to win the title. And for some reason, that worked. But for Aguero, it didn't. That's harsh. <laughs> uh, actually trying to, to stick to the topic here. Yeah. Uh, Jake, your thoughts on uh, seeing Riyad Mahrez most likely crowned uh, PFA? By the way, uh, there are many leaks about this happening from respected journalists. We aren't just rumor milling it. Uh, Hopefully it will be announced while we're recording. But your thoughts on what we assume will be the crowning of Riyad Mahrez as the best player in the Premier League?
2: Yeah, I don't think you can really complain. I think he's been the best player over the period of the season, like the whole season, I mean, you can make a case for maybe Kane in the second half and Ozo in the first half, but like on the season as a whole, I think you you can't argue. Marez. I mean, just to give it a bit of context. Like, like this day last season, he was an unused substitute against Burnley. So like his 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 rise in the Leicester team is incredible. Like he's literally gone from a player who wasn't needed in a survival fight to someone who is like. Probably you know maybe not their most important player but like, their, their most quote, talented. Quote, best player yeah most talented player. Um, I will say
0: him it, not being used last year was strange even then
2: but yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah
0: insane.
2: Yeah, it's it still isn't like a massive like this it's this completely sort of, like, insane. Pride. This sort of rise to like it to player of the year it's like never been seen before. It's like it's sort of like Leicester story in like a player, and it's just, it's just wait so, so then
1: wouldn't this be the breakthrough player of the year? Not to digress or anything.
2: You, you could make an argument for that like if you change that award like mores could win that as well
1: because so we heard like from a... jim our, our lesser correspondent that tottenham could have had him for four to six in the summer and that we were sniffing around and decided not to by the way I... same kind of thing happened with De and with the trial I, I know, issues but
0: i know um what was it he uh, it was either this summer or last summer but he was, like, a Marseille fan growing up. And I saw something where LeBron said, like, no, you're not good enough. And now Mars is just like, ha, uh, yeah, bad that's, word. That's def- yeah.
1: Oh, his finish today was really classy as well. It was really good.
0: Do you guys get that feeling? Like, I'm
1: still, like, a part of me is still waiting for them and him to drop off?
0: Yeah. No, it's I just not it.
1: going to happen. It's so hard to rewire. I got
0: rid of that when Arsenal started being terrible, so... It was either them <laughs> or Spurs, so I just refuse to believe that they'll drop off now. And when I, I they think, eventually do, I'm gonna be very sad. Somehow. I think there's two
2: two two big points of the season where they could have dropped off. It was either that Liverpool game where they lost, or that Arsenal game. And I think that Arsenal game was some like the the biggest one where they had the sort of they were you know, probably would have won the game well, you know, you, you we can't say this, but like they they were on the verge of like taking those three points with, with eleven men and they go down losing the last minute as well, which is gutting, you know, that, that was the sort of point where you thought, maybe they're going to fall yeah. away, and then they just went on that mad run of, like, 1-0 wins, and they've just sort thought-
0: of... Yeah, I will say, and then for, um, what was it, Arsenal fans rightfully say, we absolutely bottled after that. True. But if, even if we'd won, I think, all of our games, we st- we're still behind Leicester. I want to say that's true. If not, yeah. it's if we have won, like, all but two. It's They've yeah, because we're ridiculous. only on four
1: losses and we're still how far back?
0: You're it's, still eight. It's been a very strange season with a
1: game in hand, but eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and now now you're saying was that five and three remaining matches? United, Chelsea, and Everton left. Yeah, that's and, not great. Yeah. And we won't hear about the Vardy suspension till midweek, probably. Uh. But we're assuming he's out against United. But yeah. It it Fun. it just feels like Jake. It feels very similar to your thing, just at the other side of the table. It just feels like there aren't enough games. Like if there were two more games, yeah. I honestly think we'd catch them.
0: But so wait, so I'm being bad with math right now. How many games do they need to win now? One or is it like win one draw they, one? They
1: needed eight points eight, coming into the day to eight, outright so win so they math need five math. More. So they're on five, so. yeah, and we're five back. So that's not um, that's not great.
2: And but, that's like. If they win all their games, like yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe, as if we Everton, win, out, which includes
1: we, against Chelsea, who will yeah. not do us any favors and may well do yeah Leicester may some we'll favors do do on the favor. last day of the season. Although yeah. they, might,
0: they may not need it at that point, considering Everton or United is a winnable game at this point. They're not that good, and Everton is very very bad.
1: Well, Everton's Everton. a loss. We need United and Chelsea to win. Yeah, it's a win in a draw. No, no, we need them to have a straight loss. Yeah, no. I, unfortunately, <laughs> live to the podcast, I think Lester are good and could win the title.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: <laughs> breaking, breaking news here as we wait for actual breaking news. Um, yeah, for me, Morris has been obviously spectacular. Uh, I think people almost got carried away with how good Conte was. Like, so many people didn't notice how important he was. And then, and then by the time they noticed, they realized how silly it was that they hadn't noticed, and then way overcommitted. Yes, he's a very important player to their team. Eric Dyer has been incredibly important for Tottenham. You won't see a lot of things written about him because all he's doing is shielding the back four. I'm not saying that's all Conte does. He's a very good passer of the ball. Obviously, his engine and work very, rate are incredible. Good yeah. Very good dribbler. Yeah. He's basically it's, their Dembele. It, in very many ways, yeah. Dembele, if Dembele could tackle well.
0: Yeah, Like Dembe- Bele, Dembele in the
1: passing lanes, but...
0: And, and if you guys played a two-man midfield and Dembele had to do more of a work transitioning from defense to offense. Right, as but, opposed um, to
1: Dyer's just defending, yeah. Dembele's just box-to-box, all these just up front. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, all all credit to... But, so basically Conte you're saying sure, this
0: but- whole Conte thing is basically like everyone's Michael Carrick for like three years. <laughs> a little bit. A You'd little go- bit. Way too far one way, and then way too far the other. Yeah, he's
1: awful. He's the best. Yeah, wait for Conte next year when he doesn't do anything incredible. People are just gonna be like, "Oh, Conte's awful. I can't believe he was (laughs) one of the finalists player of the year." Yeah, that's that's gonna be very frustrating. But yeah, I'll I'll do credit to Riyad Mahrez. Yes, you can say Conte is the engine of the team because if he wasn't there, the attackers aren't getting the ball. But that's that's comparing it to zero players. Like they would have had someone in there. They could have kept Cambiasso, which is still one of the craziest things, is that they had him, and that they're
2: better they, now without they him. They have Gokhan Inler. Just on yeah, the I know. They do have Gokhan Inler. <laughs> that, is funny,
0: that is one of the funnier sightings of the season now.
2: Yeah, uh, another
1: but, fun thing is that Mark Schwarzer could win two consecutive Premier League titles.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, He did not yeah. finish the season with Chelsea last year. Does he still win it? He, he, he played
1: st- in the first half, yeah. <sighs>
0: I think
1: you need to. I Oh, is there a game limit? Interesting. I, think I, I, I 10 know there was for outfield players, though. but I felt like there might all. be something yeah, different for, for keepers. Yeah, that's yeah true. could you demand 10 from a goalkeeper? That seems really hard. can't,
0: really. Yeah, yeah,
1: I guess
0: so. I'd say, like, 3 is goal.
1: fair, and he definitely didn't get there. Wait, uh that might not be true. Wasn't Schmeichel dinged up at the beginning of the season? What Maybe. was that last year? Yeah. Everything's uh, just blurring at this point because I worked through the summer.
0: Um, mm. I know I he played for Leicester a... last year. I can't yeah. remember really play played this year because he, yeah, he, he played because he played last year, or else I wouldn't have realized that he didn't finish the season with Chelsea. I feel like he either
1: got a red card or he was hurt
0: for a couple games this season.
1: Again, uh, notes not in front of me, so if I'm wrong, uh, feel free to I'm tweet me up at on Wiki. and tell me how much of a idiot. Um,
0: <laughs> Wiki says he has not played in the league this year. Okay. Alright. That is Wikipedia granite, but come on.
1: <laughs> Who would lie on the internet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Every everything on the internet is true, don't you know that?
1: Yeah. Uh I uh, that can confirm. Um yeah, more people more people saying Marez. If if that ends up being untrue, we'll readdress it later in the show. All right, and from there, we will move on to Player Watch, where we're each going to discuss a player that impressed and one that disappointed in this week's fixtures. I obviously haven't had anyone play this week, but we'll start off with Dan and Arsenal.
0: Uh, yeah, um, not too many players impressed, necessarily, but um, who is the best player today? Uh, f- definitely not Giroud. Hmm, I'm going to go with... This is a very tough decision. Um, hmm. I'll go with check. It, it's he really wasn't that good. He made a couple good saves, but um, it's not a good list to pick from today. So yeah, check. He made a couple of very good saves. Um, two, he had one spell where he had to make three or four saves in five or six minutes, and that 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 was the beginning of the second half. If they'd scored there, oof, I've, I wouldn't have been confident us coming back, which says a lot about the state of our team right now. But um, player disappointed. Uh, I love him, but it's got to be Giroux. He just—he was awful. He was really bad. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he—he he created well, actually. I'll give him that. He created a few good chances, and then had, well, as Arsenal Twitter would say, he was robbed of assists. But you know, they only say that for Ozil. But um, yeah. Now outside of a couple very effective knockdowns, he looked really bad. He just—he didn't have it. And yeah, that's been the story of his. 2016 he still hasn't scored since Liverpool away which would have been second week of January I think so yeah it's it's not been good for him
1: alright and Jake who impressed and disappointed for Newcastle
2: yeah I think um, probably the player that impressed was Vernon Anita I think he played really well again I think that's the uh, two or three games in a row now where he's been probably the standout player which is really impressive, considering he's not really done much since joining the club. Um, I think the right back uh, role suits him. I think he's done a lot better than Yamma has uh, all season, really. He sort of knows when to go forward, and when he does go forward, he has a, a good uh, cross on him. He passes well, and he sort of is a bit has a bit more intelligence in that final third than Yamma. I mean, Yamma was very impressive last year, but this year he's sort of just gone off. And I think the uh, the ball for the first goal was incredible for him. He sort of bent it around the defender, sort of coaxed Mignolet out of the goal and it sort of it was probably one of the best crosses I've seen all season especially from a Newcastle player so yeah that's really impressive um and I think you know that's really important going into the last few games having the sort of settled back forward I think he he's done really well defensively as well so yeah he's probably a player that impressed who didn't play too well I think it's only two players that didn't really play that well I think Ayuso Perez struggled um got tackled a lot sort of tried to do a lot in the final third and didn't really get anywhere with it and I mean I, I think maybe the pressure of the relegation fights uh, getting to him I think he's a young player and I think he needs to sort of drop out the t- team now and you know sort of keep him for next season regardless of what division we're in I hope, hope he stays um, the other player that didn't really play that well was uh, as a team but as an individual he didn't play well at all I don't really remember him doing anything in the game so that's, that's sort of a worry considering he's meant to be one of our best players so yeah he, he needs to sort of pick up his form
1: Alright, and now if you have any projects you'd like to plug or want to tell people where to reach you, now would be a good time.
0: Alright, thanks for having me on. You can still get me on Twitter at the underscore jersey underscore fits and get my writings at EPL Index and anything else I write, I'll retweet it and plug it because that's what we do. Thanks for having me on.
2: You could get my stuff on EPL Index also and on Total Dutch Football. we are write a bit about the Eredivisie if you're interested in that. and For anything else I do, I will plug it on my Twitter, which is at ends. Jack
1: yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Kevin DeVries, the host at KevRoth. You can also find my writings uh, for fantasy football slash soccer if you're American. Sorry, I used the S-word. Uh, you can find me over at TheEaglesBeak.com as well as playtoga.com. Also, please listen to our FPL Roundtable show, which is our fantasy show on this very channel. That goes up on Thursdays. I'm also the Premier League correspondent for All in Sports Talk, which goes up on Tuesdays, and there's some exciting news that we'll be releasing fairly soon about a new thing that will be happening over with them. So thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's been a pleasure as always, and we hope you
0: keep listening.